0: Good morning, everyone. It is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. So, um, last couple of weeks, we've been on a series called uh, Your Time, Your Turn. And my message this morning is called uh, For Such a Time as This. I um, I believe, well, obviously, we've gotten into the series and have been some awesome messages on... Uh, on your turn in your time. And I believe that uh, God has created us for such a time as this. I think that is a direct statement to each one of us um, in our times. Uh, God has placed us in a certain place for a purpose, uh, not just to be there, like we prayed this morning, uh, that we might not uh, um, Put our light under a stand Uh, like you know you put your light on a on a stand you don't want to put a bowl over it to cover it up and I think sometimes we we cover up our light that God has placed in us and so uh, this morning I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know we as Christians have been given authority in Christ to rule and reign with him and that rule and reign does not just uh, start when we get to heaven that starts here today right now uh when you give your life to him uh that relationship started and that uh walk with him right so could you join me in a prayer this morning heavenly father we just want to thank you lord because you are good i pray that you're uh give us uh insight give us understanding this morning in your word father i pray father that uh, we're able to receive what you have for us heavenly father I pray that your word might penetrate the hearts and minds of those that are here, Lord God. Uh, It is not just my words, Father. It's the power of your Holy Spirit that is able to work through each one of us, Lord God. So I just pray that this morning that things might be broken off, Father, that misunderstandings might be broken off, that uh, we all have a clear view of who you are and why we are here, why we are here on this earth. In your Son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we are called to walk with God. And maybe that's just a Christianese thing to say. What does that actually mean, walk with God? Uh, You know, God is spirit, so how do we walk with him? And I think this is um, a thing that uh, sometimes we we come into the kingdom, we accept him as Lord and Savior. And uh, one of the things... I think that we, I, I just just listened to some uh, messages the other day And the author kind of said, we have not been saved from hell And I think uh, what struck me about that was, uh, you know, sometimes we, we have the, the understanding that You know, we have our insurance policy in place now You know, we've accepted him as Lord and Savior, we won't go to hell, that is good that's a, it's a, good, it's a good motivation. Like, let's be honest, there is a reality of what's to come if we don't accept him uh, and so on. But that is not the purpose why God sent his son. He sent his son so that we could have a relationship with him. In the beginning, Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. They didn't have any problems. They didn't have any any uh, battles to fight. They were just existing with God. And when they sinned and, and the curse came into the world, God already knew that he would have to send his son to die for us. But why did he want to send his son? It's to restore that relationship with him. And so I think... Um, You know, if you really think about that uh, reality is we we are to walk with him. And I want to talk a little bit, and hopefully I can kind of work into that, but God has created you for a relationship with him. And we need to get past the point of, okay, I've got my salvation, I'm good, that reality, sometimes we stay stuck in exactly where we came to God. We're good now. Our life gets a little bit better. We're in the church. We're saved. We're okay. That's fine. Now we can just keep on walking along. But that is the beginning of the story, our story with God. That is where we start discovering who he is. And, um, In Psalm 34, verse 4 to 5, it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. So yes, there is a reality when we accept God, we are saved, and we are secure in him if we do that by faith. But like I said, Adam and Eve uh, were created to walk with God, and so are we. And that relationship is, I believe, is the power uh, that propels us forward uh, to actually experience him, to actually overcome this world. Like Jesus says, I have overcome this world. Uh, So if we trust in him and we walk with him, we can overcome this world. So one of the ways that uh, God, uh, as we walk with him, and, and maybe I'll just back up a little bit. Walking with God, what does that mean? Um I think that means we have a relationship, and what that relationship maybe looks like is we spend time in his word, we get to know who he is, and in turn uh, we are able to express ourselves to him and and through that process, uh, God continues to change us by the power of the Holy Spirit and as I think that uh, sometimes it's not that loud voice that we hear, but it is His peace. It is that yet small voice uh, that is in, in us that tells us and comforts us and walks with us in through all our situations. So that is just the start of what that relationship looks like with God. So how uh, one of the other ways that God works that through is through His Word and. So, one of the ways is to renew our minds. So, how do we renew our minds? We start walking in that close relationship with God. And, um, well, here's a quote by uh, Bishop David. I won't try to pronounce his last name. He says, renew your mind. Until your mind is renewed, your life cannot be transformed. The The way we think is what determines what becomes of us. So, when we accept God as our Savior, there's a process that we start working in uh, to renew our mind. And that walk is with God to change uh, who we were. We came to God for a purpose and for a reason, right? We, we see the world and we see the emptiness of, of the world and what's there. And we don't, we don't want it. We want something different. And so we come to, to God. It says in Romans 12, verse 2, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let, the, let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In Ephesians uh, 4, verse 22 to 44, four, it says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. When we walk in a close relationship with God, and we, this is through prayer and, and, and a constant walk with Him, His Spirit starts renewing us and renewing our minds and our attitudes and our heart. We become a new person. The danger um, I, I see is, uh, what I was saying is, we get stuck in that s- scenario uh, of, of uh, the old life uh, sometimes tempts us, tempts us back. So sometimes we come to God, we see this immediate freedom, his light comes into us, and as we start walking, uh, we start... Uh, not spending time with him, not walking in that relationship. And what ends up happening is we start thinking about the old ways we used to be comforted in the world. And we start wanting to go back to the way we used to handle our problems, by the ways of the world. And I think this is a way that uh, when we don't spend that steady time with God, we end up uh, coming letting a foothold back into our lives by the enemy. An enemy is able to put come back into our lives and destruction starts reigning again in us. And this is purely because we are not continually walking forward, continually pushing forward in that relationship. In Romans uh, 8 verse 6 it says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So we, we want to grow and we want to... In that walk with God, I believe that we can change into the new likeness that God has created. Because we... So there's a thing that happens instantly when we accept God. We become a new creation in Him. But that creation, the old way, tries to pull us back into the ways of the world. And so as we walk with Him, uh, we are... Step by step, we become freer and freer in and become the likeness of God. So it says in uh, smith Wigglesworth says, I find nothing in the Bible but holiness and nothing in the world but the worldliness. Therefore, I, if I live in the world, I will become worldly. On the other hand, if I live in the Bible, I become holy. So we, it's through this word, the word of God, we become holy, we become like him, uh, as we walk through it by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it is God that uh, gives us wisdom, gives us understanding what the Word actually says about us right and about who we were made to be so our um, so our authority in christ so I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about uh, who we were meant to be. Like I said, uh, it is through that relationship, but God in His Word uh, talks about who we were meant to be. And as a church, um, the church is not an audience to be entertained. It is an army to be empowered, Uh, author unknown. Um, We, as the church, as we sit in this building... Uh, we're not just here to be entertained. We are here to be empowered to walk out of these doors and to to uh, walk with him in a powerful way. And that is not done by our own uh, strength, our own power. It is done by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. Upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, right here, um, you see, God, the promise of God is His Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit didn't cease with the apostles, and I know there are sometimes misunderstandings in that, but God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to be able to accomplish what He has called us to accomplish here in this world. And the first thing is to walk with him in a relationship uh, because it is by the power that we can uh, take on the the spiritual warfare that we will experience here in this world. In 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21 to 22, it says, It is God who has identified us as his own by placing his Holy Spirit in us, in our hearts, as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. So that's our first installment is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes into our lives. That's to guarantee our salvation and where we are to come. But it also guarantees uh, the promises of God. It says in the Word, uh, every uh, promise in the Word of God is yes and amen uh, to us if we walk in that power of the Holy Spirit. And it says in Mark uh, sixteen verse seventeen to eighteen, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly anything anything deadly, it will not, it will no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Does that sound like uh, what's happening in this world? I think. Uh, the thing is, it's warm up here today, so. <laughs> um, we have been called to a, another level of, of what God it wants to do in us. And we will just not accomplish that with our own flesh. We, I think so often, and I can uh, look at myself as well, uh, you try to accomplish things by your own understanding. You have knowledge of the Word of God. You have understanding. But I can tell you, you do not get very far in that mentality. You see the things of this world. You see the, the darkness spilling out at every corner. The time is close at hand where the what, what's going on in the world is a, it, there's, there's a shift that has happened. And I think everybody agrees there 's a shift that has happened. The evil itself is spilling out of the corners. You see it everywhere around you and I can tell you you will not you will not do a single thing against that evil uh, within your own power and your own strength. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that is in you that you can rise up to meet this new enemy that is well it's not a new enemy it's always been there but he has done a great job of lulling us all to sleep and thinking that there's nothing else out there except our current reality except our uh, flesh and and how we live through this world but we can see it coming out from every side you can't even argue against it anymore that there is no spiritual reality on the other side so god by the power of the holy spirit it says in Romans 8, verse 11, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. So we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And what are we doing with it? Sometimes, I, not much, I've got to say for myself. I have to continue to come before Him, and and uh, when you are defeated yourself in your own flesh and what you can do, I, you know, sometimes wisdom comes to you, and you're like, you know what? I need to go to the Father. I need to find where's the power of the Holy Spirit that God promised us, because we won't accomplish much in this world if it is not by the power of the Holy Spirit. John sixteen thirteen says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. The Holy Spirit searches God's heart and mind, and he is in us. He can identify with us and tell us what is happening, what's going on in the spiritual uh, realm around us. But we need spiritual discernment for this. And that discernment does not come by our flesh. It comes only by the Spirit of God. And, and, and unless we have that relationship with, with God and, and he, we can hear that yet small voice that uh, continues to lead and guide us through our life, uh, we we ourselves will be bound uh, with many things in this world, right? In 2 Corinthians... Uh, 10, verse 3 to 5, it says, For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aim. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to be effectively dismantled the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fancy that... Opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in the Defiance of the true knowledge of God we capture like prisoners of war every thought and Insist that it bows down to an obedience to the anointed one Does not that sound awesome? It is only through that spiritual warfare that uh, the enemy is able to is bow, bows down. And I've, you know, sometimes, uh, and I, I've had it personally. You you walk through this world, and there's attacks coming from you from every side. But. I don't know. The enemy does a pretty good job of 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 lulling us uh, to sleep in this world, and and you reach continually reach out. I know I keep bringing this up, but I we just cannot win unless we are in uh, walking in the power of the Spirit. Um, and I think one of the ways uh, the enemy uh, uses uh, the warfare uh, is. Uh, he convinces us by our own voice. I don't know how many people have heard this. Oh, I'm just a saved sinner. It's like saying you're you're married. You're a married bachelor. That's like saying you're an uh, honest thief or a pure harlot. You can't be saved a saved sinner. You are either saved or you're a sinner. Leonard Ravenhill. We cannot be both, but what, what the enemy has done, he, the subtlety of what he's doing, is he has used our own words. What does the enemy have? The enemy doesn't have power. The only power that he has is if we use our own authority, our own power and our own words against us. And he deceptively deceives us and brings us around to declaring things over ourselves. How many of you have heard people say, "I have social anxiety"? There's, uh, I'm, uh, you know, with the current economic uh, system, I can't make it ahead. Or um, my eyesight is failing. The cost of living uh, is getting expensive. Uh, I'm forgetful. I'm sick. I feel a cold coming on. I mean these are these are little things but they are deceptively uh, using it against us instead of us declaring that God's favor is on us declaring that he, his his healing is in us we are in reverse talking over us and telling ourselves that we are sick and lo- below and behold somehow we we end up being sick in James 3:10 it says and so bl- Blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Surely that is not right. Leon Fontaine says both the spirit, the spirit world and the physical world have to obey the spoken word of God. So when, we, when you speak God's promises out loud and convince your heart, it dominates every area. By the word of God, we can dominate every area of our lives. But it is by the word of God. And this is where our power, I think, is, uh, lies, is uh, how many of us uh, constantly declare God's word over us. I have a couple of ones here that I wanted to read over. I am blessed in every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1.3. Number two, I am chosen in Christ before the foundations of the world that I may be holy and blameless before the Father, Ephesians 1.4. God raised me up in the heavenly places to sit with him in Jesus Christ. I am strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man according to his riches in his glory. Ephesians 3.10 God gives me victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. 1 Corinthians 15.57 Another one. I am Christ Jesus, therefore I am new creation. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. We need to continue to remind ourselves what God has done and what he is doing in our lives. It is by declaring these words, they, they first of all, uh, actually, there's an interesting fact. I, I was just listening to Andrew Womack um, the other day, and what he said was um, they've actually discovered that there's one part of your brain that is uh, voice-activated. That this part of the brain only activates by your voice When you speak, this part of the brain is activated The word of God has been saying this all along But sometimes science takes a little bit to catch up to what uh, God has already been saying for centuries God has created spiritual laws that abide our words When we are in him and our faith is in him Those spiritual words have power to have power to affect our physical realm and the spiritual realm around us. As we draw near to him, as we walk closely to him, we ha- can have perceptions, we can have understandings in what's going on in the spiritual realm. And one of the ways that uh, that God does this is sometimes if we don't have understanding, he gives us uh, uh, groanings, words of utterance that, that speaking in other tongues, we actually can pray into the spiritual realm, into these areas where where we don't quite understand ourselves. Let, like I've been saying, we've been lulled to sleep in this world. We see the physical in front of us, and we ourselves can't grasp the... Let, that's no accident by what you see in this world. There's no accident that you've been trained in, in a certain way is... The enemy does not want you to realize who you are and what God has created you to be. He does not want you to know that you have the power of God in you and you can speak his word ahead of you. So through these utterances, and I, I've been walking in this a lot more in the last number of uh, months, and I can tell you there's been many things in, in the spiritual battles, and i was praying about it, like well, what's going on here? It just seems to be t- attack after attack on you know work front and all these things, and just could not seem to get breakthrough in some of these areas. And trust me, I've sometimes gone for literally years fighting a battle, and you're praying about it, but not really, this, not really understanding what's truly happening there. And God, through the through the tongues, you're able to actually gain understanding. And sometimes you can just pray into it and it will actually break some of the spiritual strongholds that are there. So we need to pray for discernment in our lives so that we are able to pray through these barriers that are in front of us. And I just, I don't know, when I was preparing for this, it is such a... We... It's not going to be, it, it just isn't going to be fight, a fight against flesh and blood. It's, it's a fight against the, the enemy. And, and we need to be prepared to be able to meet him uh, in this fight. And it's not going to be by our own understanding. It is only going to be the, by the, the spirit of God and us actually declaring his word. What did Jesus do when he was in a desert? How did he fend off the, the devil? He didn't say, I'm the son of God, go away. No, he used the word of God. At every point, the enemy came to him. And trust me, the enemy knows the word of God. He was quoting it to him, but in in the wrong way. So that's where that spiritual understanding comes from us, right? We need to understand the word of God in the right way so that the enemy can't use that same word of God against us because of our misunderstanding. And... The enemy has done a lot of work in every area and that's in church as well to deceive us about who God really is. God is a hard man he doesn't want to give out, but trust me, God is good he's so good we can't even we can't even fathom how good he is, but the enemy has convinced us in a certain way that he is just like our own father here on earth, right He messes up no that 's not who God is so we desperately need to know who we are fighting against. And that is only known by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be walking in it. And if you are here today and you can honestly say, you know what, I, I, I don't feel the Spirit. I don't feel the peace of God. I don't walk in that. I would encourage you to come up for prayer this morning and just ask. God is a willing God. He wants to pour into us. As, and we'll pray for that this morning too, that uh, he, there's a fresh infilling of the of the power of, of the Holy Spirit. Because we are not going to accomplish much in this world, and we're not going to overcome the things in this world, in, even in ourselves, unless we uh, submit ourselves to him fully. So in Hebrews 13, verse 5 to 6, it says, For God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? That is a confidence in God. That's a confidence in in who God is. And that is just one example of the word of God that we need to have at the tip of our tongue uh, to declare it over our lives, to see freedom in our lives. So as we uh, wrap up here this morning, um, I want to just maybe invite uh, you guys. uh, Well, first of all, I I just want to just maybe reiterate one more time. So we need to have the close walk with God. Without this, uh, this is accomplished through prayer, worship, drawing close to Him. We need to read through the Word uh, we need to walk uh, through that word uh, step by step so that the Holy Spirit can cleanse our minds of our old way of thinking. We need to learn what the word says uh, and declared over our lives. We need to have these declarations. And there is lots of declarations. You, for every single day of the week, we need to have declared the word of God over us. It is a spoken word. So... Join me in a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, because you are good. And Lord, um, we just want to thank you, Lord, because uh, uh, you are concerned about us and concerned uh, about uh, what's going on in our own personal lives. You want to see us free from the deceptiveness of this world, Lord. So I just uh, pray this morning. Could I get everybody maybe to stand for a quick minute? We're going to pray. I just want you to just put your hands out, and we're just going to ask God to just fill us afresh with his presence this morning. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, because you are good. You're good to us, Heavenly Father. And I just thank you, Lord God, that you are a willing God. You want to pour the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord God. You want to work uh, in, in that power through every area to so that we have freedom in every area of our lives, Lord. So I just pray this morning, Lord, as people are have their hands out, Heavenly Father, as they come before you. So I just want you to just pray, just, just simply and quietly, just as you stand there, hold your arms out and just say, Lord, give, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh with your presence, Lord God. Fill me afresh. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us to overflow, Lord God. Empower us to walk out from here uh, in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we are able to uh, wage war against the spiritual darkness that we see all around us heavenly father that we don't just battle it as we would in the flesh word we battle it on our knees by the power of prayer heavenly father by the power of declaring your word over the darkness that we see around us heavenly father i pray lord that we may see inroads into our our uh, town unto our country uh, Heavenly Father, that we might see the path that we can walk ahead and continue to declare that you reign on earth here, Heavenly Father. So we just thank you, Father. And Lord, I just want to lift up anybody here this morning that has maybe doesn't know you and wants to know you. I just pray uh, if that person would just join me in a prayer right now. Just say this, God, please forgive me for all I have done wrong. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to, to set me free. I want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. From now on, I'm f- following you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can have the power to change for the rest of my life.